And welcome back to Sorta Sort of Kinda Besties. And I am Max Lane, formerly known as a strong black woman, but I'm now known as a mediocre black woman. And my name is Huey D. Ooh. Just kidding. I was just testing y'all. My name is Huey, um, priorly known as Huey D, but now I just go by Huey. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you got to listen to our last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's how you keep up. That's how you keep up. Um, today, we're just going to go straight into it. Um, we're going to be talking about some stuff. Um, I, I figured that since our last episode, I feel like this is going to be our digital diary. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through some stuff. And we are going through some stuff as we do this podcast. This is... One of the things that we wanted to start doing last year, but life happened. Yeah. Um, I was jobless. You were, what were you this last year, this time around? Mm. I had a job that I was working, but it was very like strict and very much time consuming. Yeah. And I was looking for a job, but I had to work Uber Eats and I was doing Instacart and I was just trying to do a lot. Then I tried to do uh, social media management. So I was going through some stuff. And we were going to talk about something totally different on this episode. But then after having a discussion with Huey about her situation about trying to find a job, I was just like, no, we need to talk about it. Yeah. And I think it's more so it's easier to talk about things that you're currently going through or things that, you know, you're experiencing in life right now rather than just sticking to a script or notes or list or whatever the case might be so this is something i think we both are currently flowing with yeah and also i would say generationally um i would just keep my business to myself and (laughs) not let anybody know what i'm going through and then maybe a year or two i'll be able to talk about it so man i I guess y'all are just y'all generation is like no we don't talk about it right now we're not holding anything back we are letting it go, which I think is good yeah. in a sense. But I just feel like part of my generation is like, no, you got you to keep your business to yourself. You can't let everybody know your business. And so I'm struggling with that part right now. I'm mm-hmm. um, trying to, you know, be open now because I'll be ready to talk about this in six to 12 months yeah. later, <laughs> but not now. Yeah, I think it's like for our generation, I think it's a mixture of both because a lot of people are like, you know, you got to keep the things to yourself, like move in silence, you know, yes. all types of different things like that. But then realistically, I realize we're also very open and transparent and majority of what we're going through, like you're going to find out what somebody's going through, either Twitter, Instagram, you go on their stories, you're going to find out their business and what they are going through, the good, the bad, the rough. So it's like we preach it, but sometimes I don't feel like we practice it. <laughs> be honest because even myself like i'm too transparent sometimes mm-hmm. and i'm like girl you don't always have to tell people your move like it's okay like wait until it happens and then talk about it but i just be i just be so excited yeah like, even my daughter czar she she'd be like yeah my manifestation i'm like why are you telling me about your manifestation? what you trying to you're not supposed to let people know what you're trying to manifest you're supposed Yo, to keep it under wraps i'd you be know? writing a manifestation list and then call my homegirls and be like girl so on the first we want to manifest that we got a mercedes g-wagon by the end of the year okay no <laughs> so this episode we already know it's going to be titled sort of kind of jobless broke and depressed as fuck yes so huey do you want to touch on the jobless part right now 
Oh, man. I not can only touch it. I could hug it. I could feel it. Listen, we go together real bad. Not by, not by choice. I think that these past few months, I left my other job in October, and then there was another job that I jumped into for like a couple weeks, and that just didn't go accordingly. And since then, I've been hunting. And when I say hunting, I'm talking about like every Indeed, like anything that you can think of, any job application platforms. I'm in there like waking up, going to sleep, like filling out all these applications and doing different things. And the amount of doors that I've had like slammed in my face or been rejected or gotten that email that's like, unfortunately, I'm sorry. We went on the different route. I hope that you understand and find what's best fit. Like what? And the amount of times I've had to read that and just kind of navigate it. And I mean, still right now I'm in the same situation to be completely transparent, but I could see a, a, a very faint light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. and things are finally kind of now just moving in motion but for a long amount of time for these past few months oh my gosh like I I got to a point where I kind of I got tired like you know how somebody's like I'm tired but they're talking about like I'm physically tired or like I'm mentally tired because I've just been moving all day like I got to a point where like my body was just felt like a sack of potatoes like I just felt so tired but then my mind was also very much like drained like I literally woke up went to sleep and then I would do uber eats throughout the day and I still do it now but like I do uber eats during the day and then morning and night like I'm applying and filling out applications doing interviews and then I just got mentally tired my spirit was just hitting like rock bottom like it got to the point where like from head to toe I was just kind of like crashing and I will say though, like between all of that, what there was like signs that told me like to just hold on. Cause I think God, especially now with what he's doing, he's like stripping me of everything. Like whether it's like love, whether it's like, you know, you need to feel the idea of like what it feels like to almost lose something at your grasp, but you're not losing it. But I want you to at least get the feeling of like what it would be like, you know, I was just like scrambling. I was always like, moving and then it was like different emotions and things were just hitting in different angles but and it got dark like it got really 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 pitch black dark but I will say that like having people around me that were like very supportive and encouraging and just I never knew that during this time the people who like stepped up not that I didn't expect that of them or like you guys or just in general but like you know you guys all like played a big part in keeping that I will say like light and everything going on or like just kind of keeping me pushing because I know that a lot of people don't have the blessings or have the people to be able to get them through these things but I feel like one of my blessings that I feel like I neglected during that process was that I had people like you guys to kind of be like you don't have this right now like I got you like Mm -hmm. I don't worry about it like you know focus on getting yourself to where you need to be and that is something that like take a lot of um selflessness mm-hmm. and a lot of people played part in being selfless but i wouldn't say a lot but you know what I mean? like yeah. you know there was very like detrimental people like yourselves are and um people that i like cousin and stuff like that that played a big part in that so for that i think like that got me through my dark stages, but it also gave me a chance to experience it and hit that rock bottom. And I feel like now I'm starting to kind of finally feel like everything is picking up and like I'm moving forward, but I'm moving forward with a new um, 
like new you know wisdom I guess I feel like I kind of gained going through that process yeah so yeah I gave a recap of everything you just asked me how the job was (laughs) and I gave you the whole nine yard yeah but no you need to like I want listeners our listeners to really understand that you know we're not perfect you know we are going through Everyone's going through stuff. I hate when people when I'm going through something and that one person's like, everybody's going through something. Look, I don't care about everybody else. I yeah. care about myself right now. And I feel like having to ha- having had financial struggles and being in that dark place, I find that when you are down bad, a lot of things reveal themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The people around you reveal themselves, some inner stuff about you reveal themselves. And sometimes, you know, you're, if you are, you know, spiritual, um, you, you're challenged, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally, physically, yeah. you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. and of course, financially, Man. you know, and I wanted you to understand when I gave you my spiel, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted you to understand that sometimes like, uh, when you pray for something, God, uh, shows you in ways where he he removes stuff from you and you'd be like wait a minute i'm not trying i'm well hold up and it's like no he's actually building you up yeah and i think that's what it is because you know we had a conversation a few days ago and it was a very deep but i needed that conversation to happen and you already know you gave me this and i told you this a couple days ago but for the listeners she gave me like this little book and that book has like daily like meditation. small meditation um it's not quotes but it's like biblical like um verses yeah. but also it has like real life motivational like i guess affirmations and yes. things like that within it combined all together so i've made it a habit to do, like read it every day and i was telling her yesterday that it's insanely accurate but it's like i wake up and i read it and i'm like oh man like this i is like it. the other one the the, the the other day that you said that you woke up and you were kind of feeling like, uh, mm-hmm. and you read it and it was, it said something about stop trying. Yeah. Stop doing the whole independence thing. Because I think one of the things that I do personally, let me speak for myself is like, I believe, I believe in God and everything that he does is for a reason. And like, he's gotten me through all these <laughs> things. And I look back at all the things I used to stress about. And now I'm like, wow, like God was really doing it for a reason. And I preach all these things. But then when I face those, like, downfalls again immediately i'm like trying to grasp my own like like wheel and be like you know what i got it do i trust god to really like get me through like i kind of let myself play the overly independence Mm -hmm. person and that part of that book that i read a couple days ago was like stop trying to do that like stop saying that you basically like believe that god is capable of getting you through these things and that everything he does is for a reason like Sometimes if after you've already exhausted all your efforts and trying to do something, mm-hmm. pray and literally leave it up to God. Like stop always trying to overplay your part when you've yeah. already done what you could do, you know? Yeah, you got to surrender sometimes. And yeah. um, I felt like if I've done all that I can and I've exhausted all of my options or what I can do, I'm just going to not do anything. And sometimes I, I also learned that when you do everything, sometimes you got to do nothing. Oh, yeah. Because... At some point, you're going to exhaust yourself. And that goes plays back to my strong back black yes. woman that I had to be strong and I had to get mm-hmm. through this. And it's just like, no, I'm, I'm putting more work on myself mm-hmm. and I don't need to. Yeah. And we're all like a working progress, a, pro, a working progress. Um, and 
whether it's we're personally working on ourselves daily by doing whether it's like health or you know um, self-healing or working on our mind God is also working on us while we're doing that so like just trust that you're doing what you can for yourself but God is doing the rest for you as well is what I'm I guess like the big takeaway that I learned yeah and I also yeah. told you that you know you have to also remember what you prayed for mm-hmm. because I know there was a time where I was like, I want to move to California. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I had prayed, I want to move. I had told my friend I was living in Georgia at the time and I was just like, yeah, I want to move to California. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know anybody. Two years later, I met someone that was moving out here and I ended up dating with them and they moved out here and they were like, do you want to move out here? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but the struggle was when I prayed about going to California, Shortly after that, I lost my house, I lost my car, I lost my job, all in a matter of 10 months. Mm. And I'm just like, what the heck? I, why? I moved back in with my mama, and I'm just like, ah. Yes. And then when I got here, I realized that if I had the car, I had the job, and I had the house, I would have been delayed and be like, well, I have to sell my house, I have to do... Yeah. God took all those things away from me because this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was told you, like, you want to move places and you want to go somewhere and you want to be independent but i think this situation and in the place that you are Mm -hmm. is teaching you what you need to learn and what you will realize later on because you may not realize it right now but when you go and be by yourself and you're living by yourself you're gonna be like oh i know how to do this i know how to do that Mm -hmm. and you won't jump off a job without having a job (laughs) that was one of the things i was like you know my generation like you you can't leave that good job that good no because it's like i hear it from my mom too even right now sometimes like when i call her and we're just kind of chatting and everything she'll be like you know uh I'm not saying it's your fault, but like every every action has, you know, like it's fault or whatever happens after. And I was like, I know. I was like, I was so fed up with that job. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I was like, no, you got to take charge of your life. And I did. <laughs> I did it. But then right after that, I jumped into another situation, another job. And I took, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I should have given more thought. Uh-huh. I forgot about responsibilities because I was trying to stand ten toes down on my decision. She, you, I was like, um, you, have you found another job? I, just being gentle with you. Yeah. And she was like, no, I haven't found anything. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't care. I'm, and I'm giving him October, was it 24th? Yeah. And I'm leaving. And I'm just like, but the holidays, I wasn't trying to tell yeah. her what to do, but I was like, well, it's kind of hard, you know, finding a job during the holidays because my background, I have age human resources background so i kind of know but yeah. i was just like i didn't want to tell her so i was just like talking to her talking through it but i think the leo in you i am stubborn yes and i think you were like no walk by faith and not by sight and i was just like <laughs> girl you don't know about that that's when you that that one right there I, I don't know the scriptures but that was one scripture i tried to stay on with and I was just like, that's not for me. And I went, you were like, yeah, that's what I'm going by. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, girl. All right. I just had to just zip it and not, you know, just Man. let you do your thing. And and it's like, I even do this with my daughter. I was like, even though I know you're going to fall and you're going to fall hard, I just have to just be like, like yeah, I think she needs to, you yeah. know, sometimes you got to let people learn their lesson. You know, you yeah. can't step in and be, try to be God yourself. Yeah. You just got to just let them just fall. So Not I fall. let you fall. Oh, I fell. <laughs> Scraped a couple of knees and some, <laughs> but 
And I was like, here's a book. Right. <laughs> I can't help you on the other end. You know, we can do this podcast and try to get it successful. But here, here's a book that I can, you know, just try to read it every day if you can. No, it was a lot more, honestly. Because it's like, I don't realize what people are telling me to do until after I've already done it. And what they word me about actually plays in. I'm like, oh, dang. I was like, this could have been avoided if I just listened. But then... <laughs> I don't know, but I do always say though, like let me learn. That's yes. something I always say, like let me I give learn. You that I give you that. I already know sometimes my stubbornness and the decision I make is gonna bite me in my behind. Mm-hmm. But I rather I make the decision some or the final. Let me just say that mm-hmm. the final decision. Let it bite me in my behind, and then move forward. Be like I felt it, and I don't ever want to feel it again. You know? Yeah. And and I and I can tell you from, I'm I've been in your your position last year this time um i was doing uber eats myself and i was trying to mm-hmm. you know do stuff and like i said in my, the last episode it was just like damn I, I i need more money i need to be able to sustain myself and i couldn't and i got into dark places mm-hmm. and my dark place and i always say my drug of choice whenever i'm depressed mm-hmm. is sleep mm-hmm. i would just sleep 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 and some most of that time i'm just thinking you know I just want, I don't want to wake up, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's just so hard trying, you know, I have my bachelor's degree. I'm like, I have all this experience and I have all this talent. I have all this creativity, but I can't even find a simple job. Why am I calling people about which toilet paper you want? You know, mm-hmm. I just, I remember having this conversation yeah. with a customer on Instacart. Like, do you want non-scented or unscented or, you know, yeah. I'm just like, I'm having a conversation about toilet paper with this lady. And that just brought me down so much, you know. And I'm not one of those people that think, oh, well, I have a degree. I I can't go mop Mm -hmm. a floor or whatever. I will do whatever I need to do to get to wherever I need to get to, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, that was just so, like, heartbreaking for me. Like, I did all of this move to California. And I had all, you know, had all these experiences and open doors and I'm like here still struggling you know Mm -hmm. so whenever I got home it was just like I just want to sleep I don't want to be dealing with anybody Mm -hmm. and if I don't wake up tomorrow I would be very okay with that you know I just don't want to be the one to make that decision um so but it always was in the back of my mind like yeah I, I think there are some things that I can do to help speed this process but I never like I'm not a good executor. I can tell you. <laughs> I'm not good at execution, literally, figuratively. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, on the other end of being jobless and being broke is that depress- depression. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know what it was until I actually went to um, a free therapy clinic. And he, he, that was the first time I heard the word depressed you're depressed. And that Mm -hmm. was in 2018. And I was just like, what? I got the Lord, you know, I got got God on my side. And I'm, I'm more like spiritual, not religious. It's like, I have God, I have the universe, I have these angels and Holy spirit and the word hear the word depressed. And I saw him write down next to my name depressed. And I'm just like, Oh my God. That's what depression is. Yeah. I didn't know. And then he's like, you're, you're basically a functional depressed, depressed mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Like, uh, no one's going to be able to see it. But I just felt like people who know what depression looks like, they're going to know. They're going to know. Yeah. yeah. They're going to know. And so I just was like, I just, 
just try to get through it. Um, and then I tried, you know, doing a social media management, trying to take on clients. And that was very stressful because it was like, I was always like putting efforts into other people. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, why am I doing all of this fighting for, to get my creativity through other people when I could just be taking it on myself. And then, you know, I had suggested, why don't we do a podcast? And once we started thinking about it, it was just life just took over and we, mm-hmm. we, re- we really couldn't do this. Yeah. You know, now we're in a better space and better place. And, mm-hmm. um, but it took me a minute, even though I found the job, uh, found a job, uh, maybe five months later, but it was, it was a struggle. Cause even when I surrendered, it was like rent is due. And yeah. my roommates looking at me like, um, rent is due. But in my mind, I'm thinking, no, I'm surrendering to God. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have to wait on him. And there was days where I didn't even go out because it was like, he told me to just be still. And I'm just like, dude, rent is due next week. Yeah. And I, and I, I cannot sit here. Yeah. And even my daughter's looking at us, looking at me like, mm, okay. Alrighty. Well, yeah. And we like, I said, walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> I know. I don't, I, I know I'm, I'm really short by this rip, but I, I believe something's going to happen. And even though there was times when I had to do that, um, uh, you know, it worked itself out. Mm-hmm. God always provides may not be what I want it to be, but he provides mm-hmm. And it took, uh, you know, another week after rent was due to pay it. But I was just like, and that was, and then it, it taught me too that I had to remove myself from um, whenever I was homeless, um, not being scared. Mm-hmm. Like just because I'm late doesn't mean you're going to be out. Yeah. And that was one of the things I struggle with. And I told you recently, this is the first place my first apartment where I unpacked everything. I used to like anywhere we moved or stayed, I always kept my, um, uh, my suitcase Mm -hmm. packed. I never unpacked it. And I would, I would, when I washed my clothes, I would fold it. That's the only time I folded my clothes (laughs) was when I just was like, Oh, I need to fold it. I need to clean. And I would just live. And I did this for five years. Mm -hmm. And then I went to go live with my sister, uh, for uh, a minute and she was like why do you still have your suitcases and I was just like oh because you know I feel like I'm going back to California and she was mm-hmm. like that's still not good yeah and I was just like whatever whatever <laughs> and I was like trying to fight it or whatever and but I still kept my suitcase because I was like I need the universe to know I'm not trying to stay here yeah. but when I do find a place where I can settle I promise you God what I'm praying for I I will I will un- unpack everything yeah and so once I got here, I was like, once we got the keys, I was like, I'm a, I unpacked everything the same day and I removed the suitcases out of my room so that I won't get mm-hmm. that. So when I d- was, you know, struggling last year and being depressed again and finding myself in that dark space, I was just like, okay, I, I can't be scared. Yeah. And I got it together. Yeah. And God, you know, provided and I provided for myself, you know, because mm-hmm. in, the, in re, you know, there's the, the faith and there's the what's happening in reality. I know I, God has told mm-hmm. me things that, you know, he's he's preparing me for. Yeah. And I see it. But in reality, it's hard to separate yeah. reality and faith and the sight. And what I see is what I see. You know, I see my bank account very low and. I can't eat and it's like gas and yeah. then everything. 
Yeah, and then it's like my faith is like, but I know it's oh gonna happen. Gosh. I know my my whatever I'm supposed to get from this is is coming. It's happening. Everything, all the blessings, everything, all the visions and the dreams that he put on my heart, it's mm -hmm. coming. It's coming. Yeah. And part of my brain is like, girl, it's been 15 years since he told you that. <laughs> you sure he didn't forget? Like, <laughs> like, like it's supposed to be coming. Yeah, he forget. You know, and then that strong yeah. soldier, he he doesn't give. Yeah. you what. He, you can't handle I'm like I'm exactly. tired of being that person yeah can he skip over me and go to somebody else you know so you are his toughest soldier <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be his toughest soldier yeah. anymore yeah that's and that comes back to the strong black woman yeah. you know so it's just like and now with me having a, a job now I have to catch up with all mm -hmm. the bills that I couldn't pay mm -hmm. and I'm trying to make things happen yeah. and it's like I felt I, I'm even I'm gonna be very transparent. Even though I have a job now, I still feel like I'm still in that same position. Is like I still feel broke mm -hmm. because it's like what, everything is you know all the prices are you know rise, yeah. raising, and it's like what am I doing? Why was I feel like I was in a better place when I was unemployed and getting unemployment than when I'm actually working? working. You know, yeah. and it's just, and it's a struggle because it's just like, how, I'm not making minimum wage. I'm not going to tell you how much I'm making, but I'm not, I'm not making yeah. minimum wage, but I'm like, how are people making minimum wage if I'm struggling still? And I'm, a, and I consider myself as a black minimalist. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, subscribe to wearing Gucci and name brand stuff. My, um, I love books. I will buy books, yeah. but for the most part, I keep my life simple yeah. and I don't have that many bills and I don't have that many, I don't even have the luxuries to be honest. My luxury is going to get some frozen yogurt, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like to make me happy, but yeah. I'm still struggling in that sense, you know? And I feel like now that's why I'm going hard on mm -hmm. the projects that I, mm -hmm. you know, this podcast and other things that will allow me to have a creative outlet mm. for that. So that's a struggle too, is like, okay, you still got to feed yourself, but then you also want to still pursue your dreams. Mm -hmm. And then I'm at an age where it's like, okay, am I too old to keep trying to do this, God? Because yeah. I feel like I don't, my fear is that I die and my talents die. Mm. And my, uh, all the dreams that I have is just dead. Yeah. And I and I still feel like no, I feel like that rapper that's forty years old. Yeah, <laughs> like I got this. I got this. I know my my album's gonna drop. I, I know, know I'm streaming on SoundCloud. Yeah, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, but I got big places to go. Exactly. Yeah. It's like oh man, I was like telling you, I was like oh our video got twenty <laughs> views. I was like woohoo, <laughs> and I'm like for me that's a lot, yeah. you know, because it's just like that's more than before, and I just have this vision like oh we're gonna you know have. Yeah have that um that just be the success mm -hmm. but it's also hard to go through it when you're depressed and you're in the middle of it and then with everything yeah. going on with this new um police brutality video of Tyree Nichols I didn't watch it I refused to look at it um but it's and then working in a in an environment where I'm the only black person is like Huh, that's another thing is like trying not to get back into our um We have a visitor. <laughs> we have a visitor, okay, this Bo. Is, this is our, our little puppy we have in the house. Her name is Bo. Yeah. Um, and she's making her little guest appearance. <laughs> um she's behaving. Yes. <laughs> that's good. But you need to go. She gotta she gotta go pee pee now. Yeah. So okay. She gonna she gonna go. <laughs> okay. She gonna her mama gonna come grab her. <laughs> 
she gotta go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So pretty much, um, yeah. So now it's like you know I'm the only black person in my department, and so I'm in the in. I'm not depressed. I'm not sleeping as like I usually be, mm-hmm. but it's like it's kind of now I'm struggling with something else, and I I don't know. There needs to be something. Um, a study or something when you're a black person and you're dealing with black struggles and black mm. trauma and black pain, but you're still trying to maintain it. But it's not yeah. depression because I'm not sleeping. But is this another form of depression? You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> if y'all only knew what's going on in the behind This is the such scene. a ghetto um, episode, but y'all gonna love it here. Y'all gonna love it here. <laughs> but anyway, no, yeah. I do... I I get what you're saying. Like, it's not fully depression where you're, like, you know, sleeping in. You're yeah. Kind of just, but uh, seeing, is it, like, seeing other black people, like, suffering, going through all these things kind of also it's, it's, um, sympathize? Or yeah. Or do you get me, like, you feel the pain of... Yeah, I'm not desensitized at all. That's why I'm mm-hmm. not trying to look at the video at all because I know I feel every single video I've seen. Mm-hmm. I still, even I saw a little clip of George Floyd's video and some stills, I still am reeling from that. Yeah. So that's why I just like, I'm staying away from Tyree Nichols' yeah. situation. That's why I'm not really, I remove Facebook and Instagram and, you know, those those two, I just felt like it was constantly in my face. Mm-hmm. And I, um, t- I um, Twitter, I'm not on there because I know that was going to bring me down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found another platform where it's just black people and the video's not even on there. They're talking about it, but they're not really, you know, like it's not showing, there. Like yeah, they're not showing it. it. Yeah. yeah, so it's just still, you know, part of me going to work and it's just like, <sighs> and I kind of feel like I work with some all lives matter kind of white people. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, even though they think they're progressive and they, you know, they're not, it is black lives matter. It is this. No, I know you already know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So when it comes down to it. Yeah. So it's like, what matters. I'm I, and then I guess it's my age and my experiences with white people. I'm just tired. I, I, I I'm just, I'm just tired and they're not tired of being who they are. So that's another thing is like, okay, even though I have a job, um, I'm not jobless. I'm not as broke as I was before, but I'm still struggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to not be depressed as fuck either. So it's like a balancing act. Mm-hmm. And still trying to pursue this yeah. entertainment, mm-hmm. my writing and creativity kind of thing. And trying yeah. to build something for myself. Exactly. I think... I was going to say, we offer two different perspectives of where we are in life. Yeah. But no, I do think that even with a job, with the job I did have, it was still the same thing because it's like you get paid enough to put gas in your tank mm-hmm. um, to pay half and half of your rent and half of your <laughs> um, like car note, um, a little bit of your phone bill. But then it's like the remainder of like covering everything. Yeah. They don't, you don't. It's getting to it's the point hard. where it's too expensive to stay home. I'm yeah. like, even the streaming services, their their um, prices are going mm-hmm. up, cable going up, and it's like, and then even trying to get takeout because that was my little thing, you know. I'm like, oh well, let me go get takeout. The place that I used to go get food at, she raised her prices, and I'm just like, mm, okay, it's what not like this? even <laughs> like yeah, it's like three dollars, yeah. no four dollars more for the food 
yeah. plate that I usually get. And I'm just like, is this the life that we're supposed to be living? And I'm just really rooting y'all Gen Zers to change the whole like minimum wage and staying on a job for 30 years. Get these boomers out of there so we can actually live a life. Yeah. I just feel like this is not the way. And I see a lot of people on TikTok are just frustrated. Yeah. Not even people, but more so black people. And it's just like, we cannot be struggling like this. Something has to happen. Yeah. Because the job market is not good. None. None the at economy, all. God, we don't even want to go there. Like, that's not... So it's like, we're all kind of bumping. And I get the businesses who are increasing their prices because that's their way of, like, paying rent because rent is increased. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I get it. But at the same time, like, maybe if you pay your employees better, they'll yeah. be willing to put in the work to help. You feel, I feel yeah, like it's a, it's you a can make more money if you pay your, your employees more. Because if you pay them more, they're going to want to do, like, they're going to want to make you and the business and everything that they're, like, their job yeah. be more effective. But if people are going to job and be like, I don't even get paid enough to do this. Exactly. I'm not going to do, I'm not, the bare minimum is not even going to be real cute. It's just going to be. Literally like, eh. Yeah, and they want to say, well, people don't want to work. It's like, no, people don't, these companies don't want to pay. So this is what you're going to get. Yeah. So. Agreed. So basically, people, what I just suggest, if you are going through some, you're going through being jobless, being broke, and being depressed, um, don't ask, why is this happening to me? Ask, Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to learn from this? Because I can, you may not be able to see it now, but you'll... It will help you in the long run later on in life. And you'll be like, oh, like even when I was, you know, homeless for three times. And I was just like, why I got to be homeless three times? And now I realize the prayers that I Mm -hmm. actually made and the monies that I want to have, I have Mm -hmm. to learn this. Exactly. Where I, you know, I can fall very fast Mm -hmm. and I need to be, you know, disciplined and, and. I just need to be more disciplined. Yeah. So you're going to, it's going, it's something that you're going to learn from that experience. And you just have to ask, um, if you are, you know, spiritual, just ask God or the universe and be like, mm-hmm. well, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? And, yeah. and you may not get an answer right away, but it's there. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think one thing realizing is like, I've learned is like, ask for help is one thing I've learned. Because I'm very, like, an internal... I'm independent, but I'm also very internally, like, closed off when things are... Like, I'm like, I can handle it. I can do it all by myself. Knowing I can't do it all by myself because I'm on the verge of, like, dropping. But I'm like, I don't want to ask people for help because I don't want to be a burden. And I think that's a lot of people's mindset is, like, being a burden to somebody else. But I've learned, like, ask. And if somebody's able to, they will help you. But if... You know, like, but it's just easier to reach out, ask for help. And it is just let people in. If you're not okay, it's okay. Like, if there's a a person you could trust or somebody Mm -hmm. that you can rely on, make sure it's somebody that you could trust and you could rely on and let them know, like, I'm not okay. But, like, you know, I think at times like these, when things are rough and based off what I've been reading when I'm, like, scrolling through different, like, job um portals and it's just people like going through similar stuff like i'm not able to find a job i'm not able to do this and during that time it's like they're posting it and just you look at the comments and everybody's like it's okay you got this words of encouragement and it's like strangers but it's like sometimes somebody wants to hear like it's okay everything will be okay you know like we've been through this you're gonna get through this so it's like just ask for help and do things that make you happy is what you actually told me so 
Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the things I said. I was like, you know, if you're trying to save that $10 and that $10 ain't going to help you or hurt you, get you closer to, you know, paying off whatever, paying your car note or paying your rent. Exactly. Go and have that smoothie. Go and get you that number one at McDonald's or whatever but what makes you happy. I used to do that myself. I used to be at the movie theater and I remember I was being evicted. You know, I was, uh, the process of eviction was coming, but I was sitting at the movie theater in the middle of the day watching a movie. Because that $10 that I spent was not going to help me or hurt me. Yeah. So, just got to, you know, just try to, you know, just make sure you find joy. Even in, in the small of, things. Yeah. Yeah. Find joy in the small things. Make yourself happy and just try to do stuff that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of free stuff that you can do to make you, just bring you joy. Exactly. Yeah. So, Yeah. Man, that felt good. That felt good. Now <laughs> let's go move good. into the next segment. All right. Let's do it. All right. Um, so we're going to do the flicks picks mm-hmm. again. We had a good time talking about Menace to Society last week. Yes, we did. And this weekend, um, this past, I forgot, whatever day we had. Okay. So we had a, um, another movie night. And this one was for Jason's Lyric. One of my favorite movies. Okay. One of my favorite 90s movies. Um, so I'll give you a little background on it. So, Jason's Lyric was released September 28, 1994. Ooh, 1994. Okay. Um, Brings me flashback. Okay. In a violent drug-infested neighborhood in Houston, Jason, played by Alan Payne, dreams of something better. He works as a TV salesman and helps out his mother and tries to steer his criminally-minded brother, Joshua, played by Bokeem Woodbine, onto the right path. But real joy enters Jason's life when he meets Lyric, played by Jada Pinkett. As their romance develops, Jason starts to see a future for himself while also being forced to confront a painful secret from his past. Jada is making another appearance in another movie that we watched and talking about. Yeah. So um, let me just say, Jada was... One of that, one of those girls. She was the it girl. Yeah, in the nineties, and it was just mm-hmm. like her and TLC. I always felt like a connection with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like there was a little vibe about them that I really liked. And trying to, you know, find myself growing up in Miami, and not, you know, trying to be whoever. I don't know who I was trying to be. Yeah, but I just they. I was connected with uh-huh. with them. Because it was just like they were funny, but they were serious mm-hmm. and they were sexy. And it was just like, I just love that. They were desirable. Yes. So Jason's lyric, um, I have to say that this I had a bestie moment. I don't think you realized it. Mm-hmm. But I realized that this time, um, not this time, but I just saw that you are very emotional. Oh, yeah. When it comes to movies. Oh, yeah. Zara had told me about it. Yeah, she was crying for men's society, like boohoo crying. I was like, like shoulder crying? And she's like, no, she was just really emotional. And I was just like, okay. And it wasn't until this movie I looked over at you and I was like, do I need to stop this? Is this like traumatizing her? <laughs> like, I need, like, because, you know, it's really like one of those movies that it's like, yeah. So 
once again, you've um, had about 29 years to watch this movie. So there's going to be some spoiler alerts. Um, but yeah, so what do you think from your Gen Z perspective, um, Jason's lyric? I thought, okay, I thought you guys set me up again. Because in Menace to Society, you guys know the ending. Everybody's like wiped off. So when I was watching this movie and we're nearing towards the ending, I was like, man, if the same thing happens to Menace to Society and it happens again here. We're not, not having I'm no more not, movie I was nights. like, we're not having no more movie nights. I don't care about this whole flicks for pics. We're going to have to find a different thing. But no, honestly, I, I like the... I like the movie, and I feel like, oh man, what was Jason's brother's name? Joshua. Joshua. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, Joshua. Jason. Yeah. But I felt bad for Jason because I was like, he was playing the, the like you know being the happy person, the positive person in that household for his mama. You know, making mm-hmm. sure that he's holding the house down mm-hmm. and you know giving her the peace of mind and the happiness that she needs. Yeah. But then he's also playing like the father figure, but also you know like for his brother and always trying to get him out of trouble and his brother's a knucklehead yeah his brother just won't that man just got on my nerves i was like oh he was pissing me off but um you know and i think the romantic aspect of the movie you will not find this in 2023 you didn't find it in 94 what are you talking about he stole a bus he didn't even steal it he borrowed a bus (laughs) to take her on a date girl and he washed her feet. What I do I, for I, a nigga to wash his feet? I already told you about my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it. it's just like that's why I have a warped mind of romance because of this movie. This yeah. I would really say Jason's lyric really messed me up because I really thought somebody would be trying to bring me roses, and you know we didn't have no bayous in Miami, but we had some little you know. Everglades, Man. where we could have gone, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and did something in, in, in some grass or whatnot. But here in L.A., it's like, who is going to get a bus? Where are we going to find a, a bridge, an abandoned bridge? <laughs> to sit on top of and watch the sunset. <laughs> yeah, when the, yeah, meet me when the footprints when the, in the sky. Yeah, every single time they would say that, I'll look at Bestie and be like, what are they saying? What is she, why can't she just be like... Meet me when the sun going down. Like yeah, it's like well, excuse me. Like Jason was like, excuse me, what? He was like, you want to do that again? <laughs> yeah, say that again. But yeah, it's just I just I still loved it, even though you said they dragged on. Oh. You know, and I, and I was thinking, I was like, how could they make it more appealable for if they weren't? I don't want them to ever remake it. But I was just like, I think that part is necessary for them. I didn't see it as a dragging on, even though you said they were dragging the past, the flipping the, of the, the, what happened to him when he was a child to Yeah, because adult. every single time it's like he would have flashbacks, whether it's in his sleep and he's waking up or, you know, something, but it always ended at the same point in his childhood trauma that's still clinging on to him. But it always stopped at that same part yeah. through the whole entire movie. <laughs> and it wasn't until like 15 minutes before the movie is done that finally we got to see what really went down yeah. but in my head i'm like we could have got that over with 30 minutes into the movie yeah you were she yeah he was kind of like okay already I literally, I literally was like excuse me i was like bestie who did it i was like who did it she's one of those people who like okay can you just tell me what happens at the end i'm I like, like i don't have the patience to think no here. you have to watch the whole thing what's the purpose of you watching this movie and you not waiting for 
it's a, you know, reveal itself. And finally it revealed itself. And it was like, oh, goodness. You know, you were finally relieved. You know what I did think was cold, though? I didn't think about this until after the movie. After he told her what happened, uh-huh. she was like, aw, boo, don't cry. You know, she like <laughs> gave him a little pat. And then she walked, grabbed her luggage, threw a fit, and walked away. Like, he gave her the biggest part of his trauma that's been, like, keeping him awake for the past 28 years. She gave him, like, two seconds of her time. Yeah. And was like... Okay, that's nice and all. Not enough, but, but... this is not going to work. Up. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is not going to work for me. Um, he didn't tell nobody else. <laughs> she was the first person he told. You know what? I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah, I was laughing in my like in the bed a couple of days after I thought about it. I was like, "Damn, that's cold." You know what? She was Lori Harvey before Lori, Lori Harvey. Harvey was Lori Harvey because she realizes she is the prize. Even though I'm working at this soul food restaurant, I am the prize. She said, "You got a lot of trauma. Deal with it, <laughs> and then find me after." Yes, because this is not meant to be. She's like, "This ain't for me. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it." That is so true. She Lori Harvey yeah, his ass. She's cold. He, she left him there like <laughs> he was like shoulder crying, so, not just running down his and he had blood on she him. She didn't even look back. She grabbed her purse. She said, Thank you. And she didn't even have a car. Where she I she even she got there. There was an no Uber. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't have no Uber, just a bus. Just a bus. And and when, they were in the middle of a field, Bayou Field or some shit. Yeah, and no. she found her way. She, she I'm just like well, see, women, we, we we are the prize no matter what the situation is. She could have spent at least a couple more minutes. I don't know. I mean, she got everything she needed from him. And I feel like, okay, you know, but we had a good time with each other. You did open up to me, but it's too late. He needed that wake-up call, though. Because I feel like if she didn't walk away and she stayed... Yeah, see, yeah. Then and, but, she would have just... And she would have been playing his mama's part because mm-hmm. the mama was always sweeping things under the rug oh, and just be like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's still continuing holding mm-hmm. on to Joshua's, you know, toxicity. Yeah. You know, he had already been to jail four times and you throwing him a party for the fourth time. I'm like, come on, man. He's not someone you need to keep saving. Joshua and, let him walk home when he got released. Yeah. So it's just like, but you're still trying to be there. And I felt like Jada was that piece that needed he needed yeah he needed for, uh, for him to walk away because he doesn't know how to walk away himself yeah and i was gonna say i think she gave him the that sucks that happened to you but like you also play a vital role in enabling that yes. so i'm not gonna sit here and throw you like a boohoo party because you're the main reason why it keeps on it's like a cycle that keeps on happening yeah you know and you don't have to be in this situation you choose to be in this situation exactly. but i'm not gonna be there with you exactly. so let me take my little bag and if my you don't want to take this greyhound bus with me i will go back to working at my little soul food restaurant mm-hmm. make my little money and keep daydreaming yeah if i have to man it worked out i mean i don't know i say it's gonna work out at the, it worked out at the end for them too yeah everybody else everybody else you know r.i.p but yeah. So, but I feel like also when you take a stand in your life, mm-hmm. you just have to move forward because not everybody's going to go with you on your journey. Yeah. And Joshua couldn't go with him on his journey, yeah. you know. So Jason had to realize that he he's stronger mm-hmm. standing by himself and not enabling and yeah. not accepting all the toxicity mm-hmm. that was happening around him. Exactly. And he, even though he had, you know, a positive outlook at things, he still allowed 
his brother to bring him down mm-hmm. and, you know, try to be that balancing. And I, and I feel like a lot of people try to please everybody. And let me tell you, that is an exhausting position to be in where you're trying to please everybody. Um, yeah. And you're not pleasing yourself. Yeah. Once you start pleasing yourself and you putting yourself first, everyone else that is not for you will eventually like mm-hmm. disperse and be removed from your life. Yeah. Or you'll be removed from their life. Exactly. They'll either fall in line or fall out of, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Fall out of line. Yeah. Because everyone can't, they can't go with you. Everybody's they are either a seasoned person, a, re, a reason, mm-hmm. and a lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's one of those three things that people that come into your life. But not everybody can go with you on your journey. And I realize this now that the people that, I, I, that are no longer in my life... Where I feel like I'm going, they can't. They wouldn't be able to handle Mm-mm. where I'm going. Yeah, they wouldn't, and it's okay. It is okay, man. Follow your heart, and I'm glad that Jason followed his heart, and mm-hmm. everything worked out for them at the end. Yeah, it was booed up. It was booed up. So, is there anything from the movie that you were like, uh, that wouldn't ride right now? I know you said the romance part of it. That wouldn't ride right now. Um. That you would probably be like, you know what? Mm, I don't think I would have. No. Maybe the job or just. I felt like yeah. if you're in Houston, I, I don't know. It just seemed like they were in real, like really country. But I didn't know it was Houston. But I'm like, yeah. Houston's still a, a city. But for the most part, I just felt like. Oh, one of the things I know that couldn't ride now is when he followed her home. Oh yeah, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, that's kind of cute because you know, he, that's his moment to really ninety four. That's his moment to like, hey, you know, I'm interested in you. If this was like after the two dates and like you're already acquainted with them, you're already kind of you know, you know, gotten real acquainted, and he did that, that's cute. But like, this is his second time seeing her, following her in his little pickup truck, but. She said, if it's meant to be, you'll see me again. And she, he, and he did. Her. And so he took that to me. That was her saying, shoot your shot if, the, if you see me again. But so he, he was shooting his shot. I don't care. That's but he, what I remember said. he saw her at the, at the restaurant. That's, that's the next time that he saw her. The why he got to follow her home. Because he, cause she said, if it's meant to be, it's, you'll see me again. So that was his shot where she works he could have just came back the next morning and got a meal and seen her again i don't know personally me, if i'm walking home this night, and i I'm, turn okay, around before you go i'm saying this from a 94 perspective i'm not saying this about 2023 i would say call the police oh yeah and, yeah get a restraining order but go what? ahead but also i think it's in la right because like if you're in the south somewhere and this is something that's just like cute romantic stuff that they do uh-huh. and i was born and raised there and it's part of my i'd be like cool like they do this this is just it uh-huh. but in la if i'm walking home and i happen to turn around and see a pickup truck following me talking about hey you really not gonna let me take you out on a date after i kind of just like dissed you a little bit i'm running Oh, I'm run, knees up, running, and I'm calling the homegirls to check my location so they know where I'm at in case anything happens. And I'm going to turn around and get your license plate and send it to the girls so they know who to call if, any, if anything goes down. And the good thing about L.A. is that the license tag is in the front and the back. That's what I'm so saying. So you'll be able to get that license plate. Do not play with me. Do I run so fast. So that could not Listen, happen. I'm Ethiopian, so like... 
Trackstar is in our blood. I'm not a track star, but it's in my blood naturally. So I will take off. So so Jason would yeah. have been Jason. on some kind of restraining order list. Oh yeah. He's cute. Oh he's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. But he could be fine with a restraining order document. <laughs> Don't play with me. No, not in twenty twenty three. So if you know, you try to if someone tells you in twenty twenty three, if it's meant to be, and you'll see me again. I'll DM you. <laughs> so I'll hopefully, you. I think nowadays you can you can't really say that because you'll probably end up on the person's for you page. Yeah. Because now your you know your your mm-hmm. cell phones are connected and be like, oh my god, I found her online. You might know this person based on your contacts. And yeah, like exactly. The, so yeah. it's like now it's like, can that can you really tell someone that says if it's meant to be, you'll see me again or. Because I know in Miami, it took, if I met somebody and I didn't see them again, it would take another two years before I see them again. Ooh. So I don't know how, it's probably less than that in LA because LA is so small. So I'm pretty sure if you see somebody and you say, well, if it's meant to be, yeah, you'll be on, I think you'll yeah, end up on this for you page. Because someone, someone would know you that they know, kind of. I've had conversations like that with people. That I've like gotten serious with, and I'm like, if it's meant to be, like, we'll cross each other's path again, yeah. or something like that. Uh-huh. But I have never willingly done that. Like, they'll either try to spin the block and come back forcefully, but uh-huh. we, I've never like been out and about in LA and like ran into them again and been like, oh my god, it's never happened to me. Yeah, so unless they're like trying to push and you know, mm-hmm. I've never just by faith or by God, like just things worked out like that. So I don't even think it would happen. I don't think you would want to say that, but like, look, we met Nat today, so especially when on TikTok when they have that um, TikTok do your thing, help me find them. I'm like, I you're right there. That. You're right there. You see them helping you. It'll be like TikTok. <laughs> if you could find her, please let me know. And then people in the comment section are like, bro, like she's three feet away from you. Introduce yourself. Don't be shy. Yeah, like, like you're right there. We over here. What can we do? What are we about to do? We can't find it for you. But that was rude that one girl, she ended up finding, I know this is off topic, but she ended up finding the guy that she <laughs> did and she ended up going on a date with him and uh-huh. just realized he wasn't that cute and he wasn't, yeah. He, Sometimes people are just meant to admire from a distance. Yeah. You don't have to get it past that point. <laughs> I've learned a lot of people that I used to look at and I'm like, man, they're fine. And then you really like sit and talk to them and you're like... I preferred it better when I could just see you from a distance and admire, like... Yeah. And, and, and that, uh, speaking of crossing paths, I remember I had this huge crush on this guy in high school. <laughs> and we crossed paths again uh, way after high school. And he didn't know I existed. And he was like, oh, you went to the school? And I was like, yeah. And he was <laughs> like, oh, I went there. I was like, really? I used to pass him every day during fifth period. I my legs used to be like <laughs> just like shaking, like oh my gosh. And we crossed paths, and I, you know, we had a little thing going on. You know, um, I had two dates in one week, and I remember going to the same restaurant mm-hmm. that I went with my other date. Yeah. I love this Italian restaurant, and I had the same waiter, and she kind of looked, and I said, <laughs> "Wait, they sat us in the same booth." It was like it was just yeah. just out of the blue. They sat, I was like, I know they are not going to sit me in the same booth I had with my other date. Yep. And I sat in the same spot and the same server came and it was like, and I'm just like, like, don't. She's that girl. You're like, they kind of like double take, like, 
you know, like, yeah. well, hold up. And I'm just looking at him like, don't, don't you do it. Like, mm, this, you know, and then she, she looked at my date and it was my crush or whatever. And so, make a long story short, we did some stuff. Uh-huh. And it was, it was whack. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I had just left him in my memory of the crush and the, like, being scared and, yeah. Like, sometimes... I just like, I don't know, like that crossing path. Sometimes just leave it, leave it alone. Leave it. I won't say it happened for everybody, but I think ninety nine percent of the time is just leave it alone. And maybe if you're lucky, you're that point one percent. Yeah, that could really like go after it and something come out of it. Yeah, and really, you know. So I think judgment. just the statistic wise, I'm not like into st- mm-hmm. statistics or anything yeah. like that. But I think if I did a study, I think ninety nine percent of us. Should just leave it alone. Leave it alone. And that 0.1 or 1%. Y'all enjoy it for us. Yeah. And I just know in any time when it's like that big of a, you know, gap, I just know I'm, I'm, it's not going to work for me. Yeah. I'm not that person. It's not it. No. So Mm -hmm. my crush, if he's ever listening. Yeah. That's why I never called you back. Well, actually I told him why. Because he, there's something, there's some things I like. And he didn't want to do it. So I was like, that's cool. So we're just going to... It was nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. And, you know, nice getting to know you. I'm, I'm, you know. But this is where we draw the line. Yeah, this is where it is. So, yeah. yeah, So, yeah. I just thought it was meant to be. And it wasn't meant to be. So, yeah. I don't even know what that word is meant to be anymore. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I'm... Yeah, outside of movies, I don't see how it could be meant to be. I'm like, I feel like if if it just, I don't know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I feel like if it's meant to be, it's going to be meant to be at that moment. If the moment passes, then I should leave it alone. Yeah. I feel like if I force it or try to revisit it, it mm-hmm. it's going to show me and reveal itself that, yeah. no, you shouldn't have gone for it. Yeah, I think that's what I think. I think certain things are meant to be and just timing of everything is like, all right. Yeah, so it worked out for yeah. Jason and Lyric. Yeah. Uh, it kind of forcefully. God. And Lee. <clears throat> thank God it was 94 because today Jason and Lyric would not happen. It would not happen. I don't think so. <clears throat> no. Joshua would have been, yeah. Yeah, so... That's it for mm-hmm. this episode. So, we're, we're, I'm, I'm liking this. Me too. Yeah. It flows. It does it's flow. flow. So, um, you want to end it? Yes, I do. Um, as always, we're so excited to have you guys listening to our podcast and to be able to kind of speak to you guys on our related, you know, conversations of the week. Um, and yeah, thank you for tuning in. And please continue to stay tuned for our episode um and then if you haven't already watched our previous two episodes go ahead and do that yeah we only have one video up um we had some technical difficulties Mm -hmm. as a lot of you guys pointed out on our first episode so we don't have any visuals for it but like i said we're growing and you know learning the new things exactly you know life does take on mm-hmm. and we have to um, push through those things to make this show happen exactly so please be patient yes so uh, give us grace and patience exactly so our first episode is just audio so you can find it on all like the streaming platforms yep 
Um, and then our second episode, we do have visuals on YouTube. Um, and then it's also on other streaming episodes. And moving forward, we'll be on YouTube and all the other streaming episodes. So. Yes. And if you want to know where all those other places are, you can go to us at www.sortakindabesties.com. Just like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. And we hope to see you guys soon.